you may greet the person standing next to you and you can take your seat praise the lord praise the lord what a wonderful time it is to be in the house of god and to worship him in spirit and in truth and uh, once again god has given us this wonderful time wonderful opportunity to be in his presence which we need to be really grateful for without wasting much time let me go into the word that i have uh, that god has given to me for you this morning uh, let me go directly. The title of my message is Being in Christ and Becoming New. Being in Christ and Becoming New. If you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. A very familiar passage. Most of you know, even the Sunday school kids will know this, uh, this verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. I'll read it for you. It goes like this. Therefore, if any anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Let me read it for you once again. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Now listen carefully. Before Jesus, uh, Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again, and before he ascended back to heaven, he called his disciples and went up to the mountain, and he gave them a great commission. We all know the great commission in Matthew chapter 28. We know the great commission, what it speaks about. And then, after giving the great commission, Jesus left. But let me tell you this. If I have not seen what an iPhone is, or any phone for that matter, if I have not seen what an iPhone is, or if I have not used it or have a, a first-hand experience of what an iPhone is, I cannot go and tell, uh, tell to my friend, hey, Macha, do you know the new iPhone? It is super da, especially the new model. It is awesome, mind-blowing. I cannot say that, and I shouldn't be saying that. It's the same way, if you don't know who Christ is, and if you have not experienced the newness that you get in Christ, you cannot go and share it with your friend. You cannot go and share it with your friend, the experience that you have in Christ Jesus. You cannot do that. But now here it says that in Christ, there is a new creation. There is newness in Christ. Now, listen carefully. We all desire newness in our life. Am I right? We all desire newness in our life. Uh, we, we want to give off the old things and get the new things, especially now we have the, the, the Black Friday sales and tomorrow we have Cyber Monday and things like that. I know most of you have spent a lot of money, but still you're looking forward for the deals and things like that. And, and you, uh, we want to get the new thing. What is new in the market? What can I get new? How can I give off the old and get new? How can I upgrade myself to the latest thing that is in the market? How can I do all those things? We like to have new car. We like to have new dress, we like to have new toys, we like to have new dress, we like to have new cell phones, we like to have new wife, new husband. No, not the last two. Not the last two. <laughs> well, yesterday I heard one uh, person told me there is a Japanese technology for that. Well, uh, whatever it is. Uh, but no, last two you cannot have. It is once and forever till death do us part. But the rest of the things, we always like to have a change. We always like to have newness. We always like to have new things in our life. And that is where now Jesus comes here and says that in Christ, you become a new creation. In Christ, you have a new creation. Paul makes it very clear. In Christ, 
you have a new creation. Now let's look at two major things over here. One is in Christ and becoming new. First of all, in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. Now, what, when it says that in Christ, uh, it's very easy to say uh, that in Christ you have a new creation. But we always like the second part. We don't like the first part. We, uh, we want the newness, but to abide within Christ is a little bit hard. It's a little bit hard. I know uh, there, are, there, there have been a few angsters uh, uh, back, back in the days. They came to me, and they, they, they would like to boast about the clubs that they are part of, the, the groups that they are part of, like the archery club, the shooting club, the, the dancing club, the swimming club, and a lot of clubs they are part of. But to say that they are part of Jesus or they are followers of Jesus, it is little little bit hard. And when I ask them why, why it is so hard for you to say that you're a follower of Christ, they say that if once the moment I say I'm a follower of Christ, then it becomes hard for us to blend in with the society. It becomes hard for us to blend in with the society. But let me tell you, the word of God says you're not called to blend in with the society. In fact, you're called from this darkness of the society to shine the light that is within you and to proclaim claim that you are a follower of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me go ahead. Now, to say that you are in Christ, what does it mean when it says that you are in Christ? Number one, when it says that you are in Christ, it means you are fully in Christ. In Christ means fully in Christ. In Christ equals fully in Christ. No partial, no 50-50, fully in Christ. Let me tell you an example over here. Suppose uh, uh, yeah, we all have gone to school, so we all might know this. Suppose you are in a school, and it's your last period. You have went through like eight hours of school, and then you want to go home, but it's the last hour, and your last hour happens to be your history class, and your teacher is teaching about some battles that happened decades ago, but your mind is not there. Your mind is thinking about how to resolve the battle that is happening in your stomach, Right? Yeah, I know. I, I think few of us seated over here, we might also be the same. Our body is here, but our mind will be thinking, after, after prayer, am I going to have food from outside or is it going to be the same old Korean chore? Yes. Similarly, it says that when you're in Christ, it doesn't mean that you can be partially in Christ and partially somewhere else. But it says in Christ means fully submitted to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot say, oh, I'm, I'm in Christ on Sunday, and throughout the weekdays, you're chasing somebody else. You're chasing something else. You're chasing some other gods. You're chasing some other idols of your life. But when you say, I'm in Christ, you're fully in Christ for the rest of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. In Christ means you're denying yourself and then you're becoming alive in Christ. You're giving your full privilege, everything into the hands of God, into the hand of God, which means your thoughts, your actions, your work, your decisions, your mobile phone, your pictures, your videos, your text messages, your Instagrams, Snapchats, everything in the control of God. Yeah, youngsters will find that hard to say amen to that. Okay, no problem. Let me move ahead. But I'll make it clear. Let me move ahead. By the time I finish my message, you will understand what it means to be in Christ. Now, giving yourself completely in Christ. Let me tell you, as a follower of Christ, as a Christian, 
Have you fully surrendered yourself into the hand of God? Have you given Jesus the complete access of your life? Or have you put all those passwords, fingerprint lock or screen locks or face recognition locks and even denied Jesus of coming into your life? Have you given Jesus the complete access? Being in Christ means fully in Christ. Now let me move ahead. Now next one is... To be in Christ means to have the attitude of Christ, to have the attitude of Christ. This is a very big, long thing. In fact, a sermon can be preached on the attitude of Christ. So I'm just going to skip on this thing, except I'm going to show you a, a, a slide, the next slide. Can you just project the next slide for me? What it means to have the attitude of Christ. Very simple example, I'll give it to you before I move on. My immediate audience when I preach is these little kids, you know, these sweet little kids. They are well-behaved, well-mannered, well dressed they're sitting here so quietly I love these kids but you know these kids are totally different when they are back at home the moment they come from school they just remove their bag and throw it somewhere else they just remove their shoe like this and kick it off somewhere else I know it because I have done it and I was so expert at it in fact when I kicked it my shoe will go right into the rack where it needs to be so I know how these kids are different well, they are different when they are in their school. If it is a strict teacher, they would sit quietly and listen. If they are in their family prayer, they will have a different attitude. When they are in church, they have a different attitude. Similarly, if you are in Christ, there is an attitude that you need to follow. In Christ means you need to have the Christ-like attitude. And you can go home and read Colossians chapter 3 and from verse 1 to 18. What you need to put it off and what you need to put on when you are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus doesn't mean you can bring all your worldly attitude and still say I am in Christ Jesus. No, it takes time and effort to put off the old and become new when you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me move ahead. The second part it says, becoming new. I'm going a little fast. Uh, becoming new. The second part. In Christ, you become new. Now, what is this newness that he is talking about? Our God is not in a business of patching up things. Our God is not in a business of refurbishing things. Our God is not in a, a business of putting the old thing in new package and sealing it and selling it. Our God is in a business of making things new. Making new creations. When he says, I'm making new creations, the old is gone and your brain Brand new before others. Praise the Lord. Now, walking, now, now be, uh, being a new creation means that you walk by faith and not by sight. The moment you're a new creation, you start to walk by faith and not by sight. Now, what does it mean when you walk by sight and walk, walk by faith? Let me read for you a couple of things. What does it mean to walk by faith? When you walk by sight, you see a barren woman. But when you walk by faith, you see a great nation. When you walk by sight, you see famine. But when you walk by faith, you see God's provision. When you walk by sight, you see the pit and the prison. But when you walk by faith, you see fulfillment of your vision. When you walk by sight, you see great Red Sea. But when you walk by faith, you see a path through it. When you walk by sight, you see the rocks. But when you walk by faith, you see water out of the rock. When you walk by sight, you see the Nephilims. But when you walk by the faith, you see your possession. When you walk by your sight, 
sight, you see the great wall. But when you walk by faith, you see your victory. When you walk by your sight, you think you're a root from Moab. But when you walk by faith, you see a genealogy of Jesus. When you walk by sight, you see Goliath. But when you walk by faith, you see victory. Let me skip into the New Testament. When you walk by sight, you see just five loaves of bread. But when you walk by faith, you see a great feast. When you walk by sight, Peter, you see the storm and the waves. But when you walk by faith, you walk over your storm. When you walk by sight, John, you see Patmos and his emptiness. But when you walk by faith, you see the revelation of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 It is enjoying. It is a so wonderful thing to walk by faith. But let me ask the younger generation, are you walking by faith? You don't have to answer me, but think in your heart. Are you walking by faith this morning? Because when you walk by sight, you will be afraid of your finals. When you walk by sight, you will be afraid to face interviews. When you walk by sight, you'll be afraid to come up here and lead worship. When you walk by sight, you'll be afraid to play music. When you walk by sight, you'll be afraid to come before the congregation and speak. But when you walk by faith, God shows your victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Stop walking by stop walking by your side and thinking and having nightmares of your fears, but start making baby steps of faith into victory. Amen. Hallelujah. The last thing I want to tell you, when you are made a new creation, you are no longer a slave to your past, but a master to your future. Amen. Hallelujah. You're no longer a slave to your past, but a master to your future. You, you, you might not know what your future holds, but when you walk in this newness, you know who holds your future. You might not know what your future holds, but you know who holds your future. And the one who holds your future has a good and great things in store for you. Let, 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 let us all close our eyes this morning. Let us all close. Every youngsters, close your eyes. I want to challenge you with two questions. Let me leave you with two questions to think for the rest of your life. Two important questions to think for the rest of your life. Number one, are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ Jesus? It is not a question to think this today and forget about it after the meeting is over, but daily in your life, are you in Christ Jesus? Number two, do you experience the newness in your life? Do you experience this newness in your life? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this blessed Sunday that you have given to us. Lord, in Christ, we are a new creation. Many in this world have lost this idea, have not known, but they seek around for newness in their life. But we are so privileged to know that in Christ Jesus, we have this newness. Lord, help us to think daily in our life whether we are in Christ Jesus or we are just partially being in Christ Jesus or have, ha, are we having this newness by being in Christ Jesus. Lord, we submit the rest of the time into your mighty hands. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen, amen. And may God bless you all.